Open up that crystal Pepsi and get comfortable. This is Dope Nostalgia. Space Jam, music from and inspired by the motion picture, is the original soundtrack album of the 1996 film starring Michael Jordan and the Looney Tunes cast. An album featuring the film's score by James Newton Howard was also released. The soundtrack was released by Warner Sunset and Atlantic Records on October 29, 1996. I Believe I Can Fly by R. Kelly was the first released on the soundtrack. The soundtrack peaked at number two on the U.S. Billboard 200 on the week ending April 5th, 1997, behind Aerosmith's Nine Lives. It was certified double platinum in January 97. And then in 2001, the soundtrack was certified six times platinum. Joining me today is good friend of the podcast, James P. White. As we dive in to the Space Jam soundtrack, How cool was it uh, uh, inter- uh, interviewing, what's her face? You know who I'm thinking of. Sash Jordan? Yeah. Dream come true, man. Great conversation. I learned a lot. I learned a lot and uh, it was cool because especially all the like the singing advice and all of that meant a lot to me because I've always idolized her voice and, you know, in some ways I sing similarly to her sometimes in my in my rock mode. So, yeah, it was really cool to uh, have that chat. And she's amazing. (laughs) Yeah. But we'll go see Sass Jordan in June. That's another thing we need to talk about on the podcast. Because in June, she's playing, it's called the Ravenwood Music Festival in Sherwood Park, Alberta. It's a two- two-night festival june 23rd and 24th the friday and the saturday sass is headlining on the saturday and uh the event coordinator is an old friend of mine bill roberts so he uh i told him hey i he's good he has a radio station and he's gonna be very soon announcing this now he's going to be picking up dope nostalgia and playing it so sweet hey that's pretty pretty cool bill roberts thank you for that opportunity and Yes, go. He, there's still lots of tickets available if you live in the area or want to come travel and see Sass and all the other amazing artists. Um, Ravenwood Music Festival, Sherwood Park, June 23rd and 24th. Plugs. Plugs. And I <laughs> didn't even know they were coming. I didn't know. I almost forgot to plug it. Good thing I did. But today, Jimmy, welcome back to Adult Nostalgia. James, you're a good friend of the show. Thank you. Thank you. Um, I should I crack a drink? Hey, I, I, I can drink alone. Nah, I don't have to drink with people. It's just so I, early for me. It's only seven o'clock, but this is like almost your bedtime. I go to bed about nine, ten. Yeah, it's so like in a couple hours where I'm just like I laid on my ass all day and looked at my phone. I did an interview, though. I did do an interview. But you don't remember Jimmy Ray, hey? Jimmy Ray? Are you no. Jimmy Ray? 
and it's who wants to know who wants to know yeah i interviewed i might to hear it Mm -hmm. so it was cool he's really really nice i loved it uh i told him to keep in touch because when he puts out new music we'll have him back on the show um but today we're talking about a very classic soundtrack to a very classic movie and jimmy you're a movie guy especially with the 90s i know that you love movie soundtracks yeah yeah, I'm a big fan of movies, soundtracks. And, you know, I think this was one of the first movies, like the, the movie itself, where they mixed real life and animated. I think mm. this was even before Who Framed Roger Rabbit. We should look it up. Let's see. Um, So this came out, Space Jam came out in 1996. I feel like Who Framed Roger Rabbit was first. Was earlier. Yeah, I'm thinking so too now. Mm-hmm. But this starred uh, Michael Jordan, biggest athlete in the world at the time. Except Wayne Gretzky. Okay. So actually, actually, it was it was during the time it would they if I remember when they did it, he it was before he came back, so it was when he went. Um, to baseball because he quit basketball and went baseball for a while. That's and true. In, and in this movie, he was it, it was when he started baseball, at least that was the premise in the movie. Oh, really? So they kind of incorporated what was happening in real life? Yeah. Okay. Uh, who framed Roger Rabbit was 88. Oh, it was way back. That was ahead of its time for sure. With animation, animation and live put together. Yeah. Um, hmm. So yes. Um, now I have a confession to make. <laughs> I've never seen the movie. <laughs> well, like, like it had, but it, but not only did it have like Michael Jordan, but it had a lot of the big, the basketball stars of the time, like, um, Pippen and uh, Bird and and a bunch of them. Mm-hmm. as well so the, it it had a bunch it had a bunch of the big stars in in the 90s in the, uh, basketball that's cool the bulls were hot is uh yeah. is rodman in it no he's not child friendly but <laughs> he wasn't one of the best basketball players he was good but you know you had all the other ones mugsy and all of them that were known for being good and unique. So you're going to be the wrong. one. Go ahead. Don't get me wrong. Uh, he was good, but he was a little crazy. <laughs> this is well documented. <laughs> He's a wild one. That much still, I do know. Still a wild one. Now, this is a little switch for us because usually I'm the one who knows all the music stuff and then I'm kind of telling you and educating you about some of the songs because at that time, you know, you were playing on the basketball team, going across Canada. So you're obviously a big basketball fan, so this appealed to you. Yeah, it, it appealed to me, but also the the music that was used in the movie, the soundtrack, was had a lot of really good tunes for warming up for actually playing basketball mm-hmm. and and also 
because we used to play the soundtracks when we used to work out. So there's songs that we did different routines and grills to and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But like like the main theme that started at the that started the movie that was done by the Quad City DJs. Yeah. That one that one is because if you watch the movie, it's basically the title the title song of the movie where it's showing Michael Jordan getting in the height of his career where it did a flash of different clips of his career and cool shots that he did and how he kind of revolutionized basketball mm-hmm. uh, because of uh, he was one of the, one of the major ones that used dunking to the extent that he did. Okay. See, yeah, I know literally nothing about base or about basketball, basketball, <laughs> or any sports in general. So that's why I'm glad you're you're here to switch switch it up on me this time because you're going to be the one leading the way on this um, soundtrack discussion today. Um, I did take the opportunity to listen to the soundtrack as much as I could, but what I found was that I listened primarily on Spotify, and there's more than three or four songs from the soundtrack that have been blanked out on Spotify. So you can't hear them on there. Um, those songs would be hit them high. I found my smile again, upside down basketball Jones. Uh, that's the way I like it. And bugging. So that's like half the soundtrack. So what I ended up doing is finding it on YouTube. Yeah. And even then, some of them weren't by the original artists. Like, for instance, the Salt and Pepper song "Upside Down, Round and Round." It's on YouTube, but it's not sung by them. Yeah, I thought it sounded different. It's not them. No, it's like a cover. Probably there's some kind of thing that, you know, copyright infringement issue there. Because because so. there's some artists, and that will only be on certain things. Like a prime example is. Uh, what's uh, what's his name? Garth Brooks. You can only find his music on Amazon Music. You mm-hmm. can't like if you go to YouTube or or any of that stuff. It's covers, exclusive deals. You know that they have. They that they have with like for instance, title. Title is um, Jay Z's baby, the one that he and yeah. Beyonce started. And some people, you can only get certain things exclusively through Tidal. I know that Bon Jovi had released a series of music videos only through Tidal a while back, a few years ago, and I was pissed. Because <laughs> I was like, I can't even watch them. Like so. you can, it's, it's with that and with TV, with it, all this TV and movie stuff, you can only find them on certain things. You can only subscribe to so many. Mm-hmm. Have you ever looked at the spacejam.com website actually no it's one of the most glorious websites that's still around because it has not been updated since the release of the movie it's literally old school html so it's so cool looking that they never changed that they left it as that space in time how the site looked so if you go there of course, take a look at it, everybody, and click on the different links. It's so retro internet. Oh, wow. Is it ever? Yeah. It's amazing. I always wondered if they left it this way on purpose or if they've actually updated it. 
but created the old school aesthetic and left it that way. You know what I mean? No, I think I think it's the just the old school because especially with how small it is and it doesn't yeah that's oh, yeah cool. if you click if you click on lunar tunes and then click on the middle of the picture where it says soundtrack then it says like get ready to jam to the soundtrack it looks so freaking old i love it it reminds, me, it reminds me of back when i made uh when i used to make web pages back in the early 90s and i was like i was pretty good webmaster back in the day but things got ahead of me way too quickly as as time moved on and technology changed and but back in the day i used to make sites like this all the time you know i'm sure lots yes. of our listeners did too or very familiar with them so there was also a different soundtrack that was an album featuring the score by James Newton Howard. So kind of like how Titanic had a score released. Yeah. Kind of like that. I'm, I'm imagining with all the classical music, but yeah, maybe because that's what like all the star Wars you know me, I'm a star Wars nerd. Yeah. All their, all the soundtracks of that were all the classical, like with the odd, like with the main theme and the ending theme. But yeah, it was all the soundtracks throughouts, just the scored mm -hmm. classical. So we can go track by track through here. If you want to play any clips, I can play half of them. <laughs> but uh, first song being a classic, there's some some of these songs were already existing hits. Some of them were written for the movie, right? Yeah. This one being an existing hit, track number one, Fly Like an Eagle. But it's a cover. The original Fly Like an Eagle is written by Steve Miller and performed by the Steve Miller Band. This is Seal's version of Fly Like an Eagle, which is pretty cool. No? Oh, no, sorry, <laughs> sorry, I thought when you said that, I thought you were playing because you were, said you were going to play clips. Sorry, oh, no, I'm, no, I didn't play a clip. Okay. Should, should I no, play a clip right here? Actually, no, it, it, I'll get into it. Yeah, no, I thought that was a really good uh really good uh thing uh wow <laughs> i got a little flustered there no that Sorry. was really good it, it was a really well done and actually seal does a lot of soundtracks yeah because because he was on uh, the batman forever he did uh that one kiss by rose is that what it's called i think that's it it's probably his biggest hit yeah but but this one's huge too Mm -hmm. and no i it's, it's a great it's a great song it really fits the whole basketball theme of the of the movie i think that's mm -hmm. why it's there the flying Just, yeah slam dunk because the, the thing is though is he was air jordan he was mm -hmm. known for jumping he was mm -hmm. known for the high flying basketball shots mm -hmm. he was called his airness you know, <laughs> I remember the shoes. <laughs> yeah, I had a pair. Not the I originals. I, what was so different about those shoes? What was made them so special compared to other sneakers? Um, the position because they were always high top, and okay. but they didn't go too high, for one, and and it was just the ergonomics of the shoe and just how flexible they were, I guess. Mm. 
like when I just wore when I first started playing basketball and I just wore cheap ass shoes, it's a whole lot different, especially with the the movements and the flexibility. Mm-hmm. And they're not a thick shoe. Hmm. So you found there was a huge difference once you got those types of shoes, the Air Jordans, over just a regular. Air, yeah, the Jordans, uh, you know, the Nike basketball, because, you know, like Nike has all these different styles of shoes. Like mm-hmm. you could have them for basketball, for baseball, for, and there's a reason. It's the thickness, it's the amount of uh, uh, traction, like the traction, the grip on them. But mm. Jordans were awesome. Well, I like an eagle. They breathe well. That's important. Especially when you have smelly feet. (laughs) You know, I used to have smelly feet when I was a preteen, a teen, because Paula Abdul had this pair of high tops made by LA Gear called Sun Blossoms. And they were a sports shoe, but sports shoe, dancing shoe, whatever. They were beautiful, like girls sneakers. And I had to have a pair. So my mom got me a pair and I don't know how or why, but I stunk them up to high heaven. It's they stunk so bad after a while. My friends would come over and be like, ew, grossly like tried to hide those shoes on me. So I wouldn't wear them anymore. <laughs> like, like they, I don't know what happened, but my feet don't do, aren't like that anymore. Thank goodness. Whew. Maybe it's like a growing up thing. Hormonal. Maybe my, my feet still smell so. <laughs> My people smell if I wear shoes without socks, like, um, you know, like those bla- ballet flats that women wear. If you wear yeah. those kinds of shoes. Yeah. If you wear those a few times without socks, they're going to get nasty. I think that'll happen to anybody, but enough of the yucky feet talk. And uh, here's a clip of Fly Like an Eagle. Player. Playing? <laughs> Can't even hear it. Can you hear it? Yeah. Okay. This is just kind of more like dreamy sounding than the original. Less rock and roll, more dreamy. Yeah. This you wouldn't call a rock album. No. But that was originally a rock song. But I feel like it's a very well-known tune. Yeah. Yeah, they got some cool effects going on in that little bit of synth. Okay, this next song. This next song is a song that is by an artist that we we know quite well as a rapper, but uh, this song I didn't know called The Winner. It's Coolio. How do you like it? This was actually my first introduction to Coolio. Was it? I I wasn't a rap guy. In yeah. the 90s I was I was uh I was a rock and I was uh, and I was a Christian music guy. Mm-hmm. And and then hearing this soundtrack, and like as I said, we played this soundtrack until we basically broke the CD. Mm-hmm. Um, it's uh, 
I was introduced to, I didn't even know it was him until one day I saw it on, on, uh, much music. Okay. The winner it's called. Um, yeah. Cause Coolio's biggest hit ever was gangster's paradise. Yes. Which is one of those songs that I guess you probably discovered later. Yeah. Cause gangster's paradise. Uh, that was big with the movie with Michelle Pfeiffer. Dangerous um, minds. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Huge soundtrack, bigger than the movie. Yeah. Here's a little clip of the winner. Can you hear it okay? Yeah. Can you hear me? Yeah. It's time to take it to a small potential. Beat this and drop some game on the instrumental. And it's essential that you listen close and run to tell your folks that the local is smoking. It was a good time for Coolio to be involved in a soundtrack like this too because his career was pretty hot at that time. Yeah. All you gotta do is put your brain into it. Take your time and educate your mind. In the long run, I'm sure you'll find it. What a positive message. Yes. You can do anything you want to do. Yeah. Song number three. A very well-known Space Jam by Quad City DJs. That's the jam. That is the one. Oh, like, as I said, when we used to, I used to just run hard when that song came on. Like, that's when we were doing all our jump shots and running up and down and doing our uh, drills was during that song. Running hard. Quad City DJs being the ones who originally did that song uh, that goes... Come on, ride a train and ride it or something like that. This song sounds very similar to that song. You can they definitely had a sound of their own that you can tell it's them. Very much so. And it was it was really good. I it's it still stands up. You know, there's some music that kind of doesn't have the same feel now as it did back then. You know, oh yeah. You know what I mean? And but I think this one stands up for sure. Oh, on this one, you could like, you know, throw it on anywhere and people will just get on the dance floor for sure. Everybody get up. It's time to slam now. We got a real jam going down. Welcome to the Space Jam. Here's your chance. Yeah, it's. at the Space Jam. All right. Yeah, it's, it's a song like you could play this for your niece and she would know it. Probably. <laughs> I think if you've even seen the movie, then you would know this song. It's not yeah. one of those hidden soundtrack songs. It's like very prevalent in the film, is it not? Yeah, it's the main theme of the song, and then they play it at the end, too. Looks pretty sweet. Because the actual movie starts with a different song, and when it gets to a climax of because in the movie, it starts when he's a kid and he's saying, hey, I'm going to become a professional basketball player. And then he, it jumps to this song. Mm -hmm. After it plays a different song, but we're probably going to touch on that in a bit. So I'm not mentioning the song yet. Oh, you mean the one we're about to talk about, number four? I don't know which one are you playing, which is number four. Uh, I'm not going to play it because everyone knows it. It's R. Kelly's I Believe I Can Fly. 
that actually is what that song actually starts out the movie. The first part of that song, mm-hmm. because he's, you know, as a kid, he's looking at the basket going, you know, I can, I can dunk this. And then it goes, I believe I could fly. And then he dunks it. And then it jumps to space jump. Oh, okay. <clears throat> this is the most listened to song on the entire album, according to the Spotify plays. 101 million and i mean it's i imagine that r kelly probably also released this song on his own on one of his own recordings as well as i this, believe so because it was so big yeah i'm pretty I'm sure just, i'm just looking but that being said <clears throat> i don't think we really need to go too hard into uh you know the scumbag that he is <laughs> yeah, we don't need to Yeah, we don't need to touch on that. Luckily he's been he dealt with. So there you go. That's nice. <laughs> but um it is a great song and I believe it's still a classic. You know, that that always that always uh that always begs the question, you know, when when you find out that the artist is a scumbag. Mm-hmm. Their music is still good. Like, yeah. like you want to hate the song because they're a scumbag, mm-hmm. but it's still a good song to listen to. Like it's one that, you know, if, if I hear one of his songs or somebody or another artist that, you know, people, you know, have issues with, Am I going to turn the song off because I don't like the guy? That's a personal choice, I think, for each person. It depends what it what it means to you or what that song means. It could it could be triggering for some people. It could be whatever it is to each individual person. But the song is still the song, and you just have to make the difference whether you can separate the person from the art. Yeah, like, like anything, it's, it's still not a bad song. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> here, here's the thing. It's a good song, but I don't really, I don't think I've ever really like listened to it. Like I know it because it gets played on the radio and it had a lot of airplay at the time, but yeah. uh, I don't have it in any of my collections or anything. R. Kelly's music's never really been that interesting to me. No, um, I've never been an R. Kelly fan. I've never been, uh, you know, hip hop kind of, or whatever. I don't even know what that music is classified as. There was a couple of R. Kelly songs that I liked. One of them was a duet with Celine Dion called I Am Your Angel. <clears throat> and then the other one was um, the remix to Ignition, Hot and Fresh Out the Kitchen. <laughs> oh. That one, it's hard not to like that song, man. It's still, it's that it gets you on the dance floor. So those, that one I, I would still like listen to if it's being played. I would be, do, do, give me that beep, beep. Good. Yeah, for sure. Yes, and I'll never forget how Dave Chappelle took R. Kelly down a notch <laughs> on his show. It was great. Um, but the next song, number five, Hit em High, the Monstars Anthem, features Be Real, Busta Rhymes, Coolio, again, LL Cool J, and Method Man. So what an all-star track, and you can't play it on Spotify. But... How'd you feel about that song? 
that's another one that's like, you know, again, high energy. It's, you know, looking back, like when I saw it back then, I didn't know of any of the artists really because, you know, I didn't follow the music. But then looking back and as as you said, with LL Cool J, Bust Rhymes, they're all people you know now. They're like LL Cool J, not only has he been in music, he's been in movies. He's been mm -hmm. in TV. He's, you know, there's more to them. Yes. And I and I listen to the soundtrack and I, and I love that song. And it's again, another high energy, you know, when you, when I hear it, I think of running. After these messages, we'll be right back. Don't nostalgia listeners. I love you. And I thank you so much for being a part of this show and its success over the last two years. We have what's called Patreon for those who want to support the show financially. For as little as $1 a month, you can become a subscriber and get bonus content, early podcast release, all kinds of cool behind-the-scenes stuff, and more. There's different tiers of membership starting at only $1 a month. And we even have some special merch for you guys who are in it for the long run. So please, join our Patreon. It's at www.patreon.com forward slash dope nostalgia. Let's watch something as a casual movie review podcast starring Anthony and Jack. Everyone loves hearing industry professionals talking about their craft. That's not us. We're just a couple of movie lovers. A couple of nerds. Talking about movies. So come join us on Let's Watch Something. With Anthony and Jack. Anchor.fm slash LWS. Or wherever you get your podcasts. Let's watch something. Let's watch something. Let's watch something. Let's watch something. Hey, Bart, want to trade lunches? No way, dude. I got each of the four food groups. Sandwich group, cow group, jungle group, Butterfinger group. Hey, there's no Butterfinger group. Oh, contraire, mon frere. The Butterfinger group has the chocolatey, crispity, peanut buttery taste essential for survival. I don't have the Butterfinger group. Looks like you could die of malnutrition, dude. Nobody better lay a finger on my Butterfinger. Track number six, uh, D'Angelo. It's called I Found My Smile Again. Uh, is it a ballad? What is it? Tell me about it. I actually don't know. I think that if it wasn't a pumped up jam, you might not have one. listened to it that much. Because you like the pumped up jams. Yeah, that one. I don't remember it. Hmm. And I can't really play it because it's not doesn't let me. Oh, I'm being such a jerk. Can it, I suddenly have to go to the bathroom? <laughs> okay, do that, and I'm actually gonna listen to it and see if I remember the song. Okay, perfect.
if we're going to be doing two soundtracks, I better grab another beer. You hear that dinging? What that beeping sound? That bing. Yeah, I gotta close that window because it's beeping. That thing. Uh, mine usually does that when it's Facebook. When it's it was Facebook Messenger. So I closed mine because it was dinging on, and then it was a good time for me to take a quick break because there's a spin cycle upstairs running on the washer. I don't know if you can hear that. It's like doo, doo, no, doo, doo, oh, doo, doo. a little, but also my. My computer fan is going nuts too, but that's only because it's so bloody hot in here. I was on a podcast oh, with uh, with Locke and Dean uh, about a week and a half ago, uh-huh. and my computer got so hot that it shut down. Oh no! You had like a fan or anything blowing on it? Just the computer fan, but okay. And I just a recently fan on a fan. I just recently emptied all the uh, empties out of my closet, so now I can find my old fan. Nice. I had, like, I had $100 worth of empties in my closet. And it was Aww. mostly cans and bottles. Got it done. That's good. I'm glad you got it done. I uh, The forecast in Chicago is supposed to be a little cooler than it is here this week. Chicago usually is a bit cooler. I was there in June, uh, uh, June a few years ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was. Uh, I mean, it's it's not disappointingly cold or anything. It's probably like seventeen to twenty, ish. Yeah, with more wind. Because I was there for the U two concerts. Yeah, there. I was helping scalp tickets. You were there to get sex. <laughs> I almost oh, made you too. choke. What's that? <laughs> I was gonna say I almost made you choke. I'll edit that out. I wasn't expecting you to say that because I couldn't remember <laughs> if I told you that that happened in Chicago. I remember your Chicago story and I remember Lachlan's Chicago story. because which, to- which was my Chicago story. The, just no, his version the, of it. The Disturbed concert. Oh. The Disturbed release. And he got kicked out? Oh, yeah. But that was, yeah. That's the story he told us. Yeah, uh, that one was because he... It was an album release and it was n- not supposed to be released. Mm-hmm. And someone, they gave it to him and he had no way of putting it on a, a CD or whatever. So he to got listen to it, it on the way. No. Yeah, so what he did is he got one of the techs at the red, like a tech to transfer it onto an MP3. And then they uploaded the album to, to one of the, one of the uh, sites. So somehow it got, that's how it got leaked. How it got leaked was the guy that transferred it for him leaked it. (laughs) It's such a fucked up story. (laughs) And, and the re and how they knew it was him is because each CD that they gave to uh, 
a jock had mm-hmm. a, like a like a watermark or a, or a signal or whatever. Yeah. So they knew which CD it was. The humans <laughs> got beat up by one up. of the members of the band. <laughs> they hated <laughs> That story he told us to the to the band one day, and we were just awestruck by it. It was such a good story. Um, but anyway, uh, yeah, let's go back to talking about the D'Angelo song. Now you've had an opportunity I, now to take a quick listen. Yeah, I don't. Re- other than hearing it right now, mm-hmm. I don't re- like. It wasn't really one that's computed that stuck. Like mm-hmm. I guess maybe because it wasn't a lot of. Uh, wasn't the hype song it wasn't something like that it was a very like it's a very slow slow jam yeah slow jam sunday i get it um the next song monica's song for you i will monica was a big artist i talked to you about her she was in the monica and brandy song the boy is mine back when we were doing our billboard countdown but monica was a big artist and the writer and producer of this track for you i will Two of the biggest heavyweights in the music business. The writer, Diane Warren, who's written about a gazillion number one hits. Yeah. And producer David Foster, another like absolute phenom in music. So that song also did quite well for itself. Do you remember For for You, I Will? Yes, that I did. That song I do know. Mm-hmm. I did. It's a, it's a great song, but I... I was thinking Monica was in a different soundtrack and I'm just looking and I was wrong. Okay. Never mind. I'm not going to even say it. Uh, <laughs> oh, good. But yeah. No, that's for you. I will. That's, that's a great song, mm-hmm. but yeah. It's got the second most amount of plays on the whole album. So 47, that or 47 million. Here's a little clip. I wasn't sure if I remembered it by the title, but once I heard it play, I was like, oh, yeah. When you lost in the night, when you feel your world just Man, I want Diane, Diane Warren to write a song. She should write the theme to the Dope Nostalgia podcast. And then, and then, what's his name? He should write. John Williams should write the score to the Je- Jedi Jimmy podcast. I wish, but he's retired. Yeah. Actually, with John Williams, he uh, his last soundtrack that he's actually doing himself was the Indiana Jones for the new movie that just came out. Oh, is that right? Then that's then where he hangs up his shoes right there. Yeah, because he actually when he did the. This when he was part of the soundtrack for the Obi Wan Kenobi series, but he was it pulled someone under his wing to teach his way of doing it. So she kind of collaborated with his with the Obi Wan Kenobi mm-hmm. to make it sound like it was a John Williams. Okay. Um. Number eight, upside down, round and round, salt and pepper. This is the one I've been wanting to hear so badly, but YouTube doesn't have it. Spotify doesn't have it. Um, but because I love salt and pepper, 
not just because I saw them on the mixtape tour three times last year. <laughs> they always tour with my favorite boy band, of course, but also I got to see them back in uh, probably about 10 years ago, no, eight to 10 years ago, playing here in Edmonton. It was fun because in the audience, they passed around a microphone so people could sing along with them. And I got my, the girl in front of me, she got the microphone and she just held it there and stared at it. Like she didn't know what to do with it. So I just reached around and I grabbed it out of her hands and I started singing. <laughs> Did she look at you weird? Not the girl. She didn't know what was happening. I think Salt saw me. She heard me sing and then she was like, yeah. And then I eventually somehow got the mic back up to them. And yeah, it was, it was a fun time. <laughs> I just felt bad because I just stole it from that girl. <laughs> Your voice would stand out. But she wasn't going to do anything with it. I'm like, someone's got to fix this. So yeah, can't, it, can't have a dead mic. This arrogant asshole took the mic right here. Anyways, yeah, Salt and Peppa, I'm a big fan. Their songs, they stand the test of time. The ladies are legends in hip hop. Upside down, round and round. I can't hear it. Can you tell me anything about it? Not really. Yeah. Um, what did I just do? <laughs> you just do. Are you trying to play it? I just needed to. I like when it came to the movie, it was it. it was at another kind of uh, not pivotal point, but it was at a you know. A, high energy point where they're trying to gear things up it like this album as a whole on the most part i'd say about 60 to 70 percent of the songs were meant to be high high energy yeah like, and, and this definitely was one of them here let me see if this i think i might have found it on youtube but it could be Yes, this is the original. the bits of piano in there too always love that but you can hear the energy kind of like where it's got a little bit of movement to it and again being a workout album this is another one that kind of got you moving mm -hmm. actually a, that song like a there actually i was practicing three uh, free throws <laughs> it's kind of a mid-tempo to it i like it yeah um, number nine, giving you all that I've got. Robin S. She is the singer of Show Me Love. Now, there's two songs called Show Me Love, and they're both by somebody named Robin. But this one is um, the one that says, So, baby, if you want me, you've got to show me love. You know that song? Okay, yes, that one. 
That's this one. That's Robin S. So this is her contribution to the soundtrack called Giving You All That I've Got. Do you how well do you remember it? I'm horrible with this one. Okay, play it. Yeah, you got your typical 90s house sound there. I like it. Yeah. I was going to kind of say that too. It's kind of, it's got the One of the things I love about 90s, this, this 90s techno house stuff and New uh, Jack Swing, which is more R&B. Yeah, but it's got, it's got a good, it's got a good groove to it that you, your, your body can't not move. Mm-hmm. It's true, you can't. Whether you know the song or not, it's kind of just. Even dead people move to this. Oh, yeah. Either, you either play songs like this in in a uh, cemetery or thriller, and and, people, and dead people are dancing. <laughs> Raising the dead air. This is great too. Yeah, I like it. I like it. It's another feel-good one. Quite good. Um, the next song, number ten, Basketball Jones. Okay, this Harry is White, cool. Chris Rock. So cool i love them let me find it's it such a cool YouTube. it's such a cool song and the mix between you know barry white you know the queen of said the king of smooth and and then chris rock like it's it's i until i was going through this soundtrack i totally forgot that song was on there yeah. until i heard it and then i'm like oh yeah that's let that me ask is you, cool. Let me ask you this. It says in the description on YouTube, explicit lyrics. Because, of course, Chris Rock is an explicit comic. But yes. tell me this. This is a children's children's movie. Why? <laughs> oh, they, they, they would have they done an edit. Okay, I want to hear this explicit version here. Basketball Jones. I'm ready to play it for you. Okay. Basketball Jones, I got a basketball Jones, I got a basketball Jones, ooh baby, ooh. What a jam! Maybe that's why it's called Space Jam, because all the stuff for jams. Jones. Hey, it's better life! Obsession. A burning desire. Hey, you want some chicken? The undeniable someone something. You know you want some chicken? Yes, he was a victim of a basketball jump. In fact, I was the baddest dribbler in the whole world. Then one day his mama brought him a basketball. And I love that basketball. I took that basketball everywhere I went. You know what? That basketball was like a basketball to me. Come on, you cheerleader. This is a long song, though. Yeah. time to check out basketball jones because i think it's definitely one of my i'm just on i'm album. just quickly scrolling through the lyrics to see 
how explicit it really is. Good plan. Because if you can find some really good uh, lyrics, share them. Do you know who wrote this song? Tommy Chong. Oh, really? Cheech and Chong. Yeah. Cheech and Chong wrote the song. That rhymes. So far, the worst word so far is piss and hell. That's explicit. <laughs> it is in the 90s. I suppose so. So this yeah, is there's no of- there's no Chris- f bombs. You can almost play this on radio now. This is a this is a. Uh, a this would have been explicit Rock. back then. Explicit yeah, back nothing. then and explicit now are different. <laughs> Very much so. Very much so. I agree. Yeah, there's no f bombs. Okay, basketball that's the, jumps. That's a big thing you have to look for. This next song, you might not know what the deal is with it. This is an R&B group called All For One. They sang I Swear. Remember that song? Yes. I swear. Okay. So this uh, song. But I thought called... that was, I th- thought uh, Backstreet did that. No, I Swear is All For One. And then there's also a country version of it. John Michael Montgomery. Oh, okay. Yeah. So uh, this is a song called I Turn to You. So I looked at the title and I thought, oh, I know I know a song called I Turn to You. It's by Christina Aguilera. Well, guess what? It's the same song. But this is before Christina's version. So hers was actually a cover. It was on her first album, but that didn't come out until about 98. So all for one, I turn to you. Here it is. And it's not that different from Christina's. No. In your eyes, I know I'll find the light to light my way. So the chorus. And when you've got I could see the difference and where where the other version is better. The other version you know, there are some covers that are better than the original, and the original artist will actually agree that it is that it is better. This is her I think that would, uh, that Christina's would have been better. The same, the same as uh, Johnny Cash's Hurt. Mm-hmm. It's better than the original. I don't think so. You I'm one of the people who like the Nine Inch Nails original better. Yes. But even, even the, the I can't think of his name, but the lead singer from Nine and Nine Inch Nails said that that Johnny Cash did it better. Oh, that's definitely his opinion, and he's probably really flattered that the cover was done because it wasn't. It, it wasn't. I'm not saying it, Johnny Cash is bad by any means. I'm just like Trent Reznor's version better. That's all. 
It's, it's the rock sensibility in me and it's some of the chord choices that were made and such in, in his version that I like more. Well, maybe. But you're a rock chick. Yeah. Yes, I turn to you, Christina Aguilera. Smash hit. So I was surprised. I was very surprised to see that it had been made before i thought it was an original christina song but now i know and you learned from this soundtrack see on on this podcast you learn stuff even we learn stuff we are always learning stuff okay song number 12 and you know it's a pretty long soundtrack soundtrack we've got three songs left to review all of my days featuring changing faces and the legend that is jay-z Unfortunately, R. Kelly makes an appearance on this song. <laughs> he makes an can't. appearance everywhere. We just can't get rid of the guy. Change your face. It's another song I would describe as a jam. Why? Because this is Space Jam, baby. Yo. All of my rhymes for all of my days I trade, all of my dimes and all of my bad ways I fade. Killer late nights cruising, all you see is the brake lights and hair blowing. You know where we going, or at the club in the red fronting, popping, dropping. This doesn't seem like the type of song for childhood either. No, this. Hold me down and make me slow down the beat with Z. Keep the this this song kind of stands out from the other ones in the soundtrack. Wait, make me think about you even when you're not around. What's that? But even not even just the lyrics, like the the rhythm, like even with this, it's a little like it's not a ballad slow. It's just a slow. Oh. The energy is the energy is down and like the other ones even even with the ballads they still had some kind of or the slower songs still had a little more oomph to them mm-hmm. you know what i mean Vern? <laughs> yeah Vern. number 13 that's the way i like it featuring biz Markey. rest in peace we got two classic rappers on this album who are no longer with us him being one of them and it also features the Spin Doctors. Ooh. Now there's a guest I've wanted to get on the show. The Spin Doctors. That would be awesome. They had a couple big hits for sure. Um, so that's the way I like it. Must be a cover. Yeah, I think yeah. it is. It has to be. Oh my goodness. Actually, it's not even on my list. What? Is this some kind of extended version? Let's see. Let's see if this is it. Introducing Gatorade Fit. Healthy, real hydration. Now it's a Gatorade commercial. New Dove body lotions. The Dove your skin loves. Now available in a lotion. Spin Doctor's on a hip-hop track. Definitely a cover. Yes, this is definitely a cover. Yeah. 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 
That's all I do. But it definitely, it definitely fits the, the feel of the album. funny because i could hear the voice of the singer of spin doctors in the first part of that verse and then the second was bismarcky again bismarcky almost has like how do i say this oh what's the name of the comedian who got hit by the walmart truck tracy tracy oh tracy morgan bismarcky in this song almost has a sound like tracy morgan I totally get it. Yeah. So like the two of them together, don't they didn't sound like phenomenal like singers, but it was just, it was just great. I love this. Yeah, I agree. It definitely does have the, the Tracy Morgan kind of uh, sound. My absolute favorite. Well, I said that about another song, but okay. This one also is the, the Bugs Bunny song. Buggin'. Buggin. Buggin. Oh, yeah. How do you feel about Buggin? Oh, who doesn't love Buggin? <laughs> Such a good tune. And you had to have a Looney Tunes kind of feel to a song on the soundtrack because it was based around the Looney Tunes. Mm-hmm. Like the the movie was that these uh, the bad guys were actually trying to steal all the looney tunes to bring them to their stupid amusement park ah uh, yes so you have to watch the movie i better maybe i should watch it on my plane trip <laughs> uh here's here's a little clip of bugging shh be very very quiet i'm hunting rabbits right uh... yeah clap your hands to the beat everybody just clap your hands to the beat the beat. All right, Fuzz Face, let's see what we're made of. <laughs> Who got Bugs Bunny money? I give you some time to get more carrots every time I rhyme. Can a mouse write this? Does he have long furry ears like this? Can he make hits like this? No, it's like Jordan at the plate. You're likely to miss. Warner Brothers <laughs> got bad. Like Jordan at the plate? Like yeah, because... Because... Uh, the game plan. Listen up, Toon Squad. Number one objective, beat the monsters. Them guys ain't too smart, but to be sure, snatch Jordan playing golf, even though he tends to be a ball hog. Hey, Michael, over here, Woo-hoo! superstar. Who says the bunny can't play above the rim? Wait till they get a load of me, Buggin'. Who says the bunny can't rock? You buggin'. If bugs don't make you hop, you buggin'. Take the space and go stop, you buggin'. You need a song like this in the South. If y'all don't know who I am, you buggin'. So good. Like I don't even care that it's like a cartoon song. I would totally put that on a playlist. I would I absolutely adore it. Oh yeah. That's that's a tune. But you all like you need in, in a soundtrack at least one song that touches on the feel of the movie. Because mm-hmm. it was basically, if you listen to the whole song, it's actually saying what the movie is about. You know, the the Toon Squad is against the 
the goon squad, which is the, they're trying to get him to Moron Mountain, which is this horrible, <laughs> uh, call it an amusement park in space. Mm-hmm. And Michael Jordan is there to help save them. I'm glad, I'm glad you, you know, helped guide me through that considering I hadn't seen the movie. Oh, by the what, way, what kind of podcaster wonder- does a podcast about something they haven't seen yet? So dumb. <laughs> But but one one thing about the movie that might make you watch it, Bill mm-hmm. Murray has a couple a couple spots in it. He oh, is he's one hilarious. of the best. Yeah, if, he, he's absolutely. If the movie one of the has best. Bill Murray in it, you have to watch it. I agree. Oh my, what was that bowling movie that Bill Murray's in? And then like every time like he takes the shot, his hair gets more and more fucked up. Every time he tries to roll his ball. It's. Oh, <laughs> it's with Woody Harrelson too, I believe. <laughs> oh, it's not that one, um, isn't it? Oh man, not I. I don't know anything I talk about, folks. Just just the music side of things. Sometimes <laughs> it's all good. Oh, it's Kingpin. Kingpin. I forgot he's in Kingpin. Oh, he's so funny in Kingpin. <laughs> oh, he so is funny in Kingpin. That's the one. That's, so that's the one. Woody Harrelson, Randy Quaid, Bill Murray. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Chris Elliott. Chris Elliott. I saw him in West Edmonton Mall once. He was just walking around looking at stuff. Cool story, bro. I, I, know, so, I know someone that said, saw him in uh, West Edmonton Mall once. That's me. Yeah. Oh, you're so lucky. Dude, before we wrap up Space Jam, tell me what your favorite favorite track is. Uh, you know. The uh the opening track uh, the the main theme. Quad City DJ Space Jam. Yes. Tell everybody more about uh, the Jedi Jimmy podcast. Uh, a little bit about it and where they can find it. Well, the Jetty Jimmy podcast is me going through anything that's Star Wars. Right now, with the fact that there isn't a lot of Star Wars movies coming out, I'm kind of on hi- hiatus, but you can find it anywhere you get your podcast. So you can find it on uh, iTunes, uh, Spotify, all of that. And there's a video version, and you want to check out the video version, um, is because I also do breakdowns of different lightsaber styles. I'm a full out nerd. Love Those it. are lightsabers, and <laughs> and I demonstrate how to use said lightsabers in the very in the seven forms of lightsaber combat. Well, there's seven single lightsaber forms of lightsaber combat, and then there's two. Uh, alternate uh, which is using two lightsabers or as a staff which i break down and it's very visual i have fun doing it and you can find it everywhere as well as if you if you go on youtube and you look for the locker room youtube page you can find it there as well it's the video that's perfect we'll do that everybody check out jedi jimmy the podcast and uh thanks for listening today and thanks for being my guest jimmy Thank you. Cheers.
Cheers. Social media, yeah, we've got it. Send us an email, dopenostalgiapodcast at gmail.com. Twitter, Nostalgia Dope. Or on Insta, dope underscore nostalgia. This podcast is licensed by SoCan because we believe that artists should be paid for their work.